Let's Play Pretend is an explicit podcast with subject matter that may be disturbing to some listeners. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Yeah, Cody's laughing, so it's good. Let's Play Pretend! Let's Play Pretend! Let's Play Pretend! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Let's Play Pretend. My name is Jordan Derringer. I am your DM, GM, keeper, handler, and host. And today's going to be a fun episode. And I have with me a Mr. Nick Barnett. Uh, I'm Ned Dollarin, and my uh, not-so-fun fact for this episode is... uh, my dog Banjo, he ain't been doing so good lately, and he was at the vet's office getting some blood work done. I was uh, supposed to go and pick him up tonight, but uh guess that didn't really get to happen. Because you're stuck in the in-between. The fucking <laughs> It's the fucking in-between. The fucking in-between. I also have with me Mr. Breck Black. Hello. I am Ryan, and my fun fact of the night is that I did not have a fun fact. Because <laughs> I forgot to one. Man, I told you at the beginning of the week to have one prepared. <laughs> I do, Weren't you the one who said, like, thanks for letting us know? Or is that, that was Matt? Me. Oh. That was Matt. <laughs> Speaking of... Oh, I was just about to say, to be fair, I have one written down. I just don't know where I put it. <laughs> it's somewhere. Alright, we'll, we'll save that for uh, next episode then. But, uh... Speaking of uh, Mr. Matt Check, I also have with me a Mr. Matt Check. Hello, I'm playing Arthur, and Arthur's super fun fact is he's an expert whittler. Okay, so you're an expert whittler, you're an expert scuba diver. Oh yeah, these are all true facts. Uh Uh-huh. I'll be sure to keep that in mind. He's an actual Delta Green agent. (laughs) Yeah, right? He just looks like a teenager to throw you all off. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What is... What is expert in this situation here? Yeah. Well, I mean, whittling, I mean, so long as you take a knife and you make a stick pointy, I, I would call that expert. No, no, I could I could make like a fox, a crudely draw a wounded cut fox. It's perfect art. You guys just don't understand. I'm a complex. I don't know how you have time for all that with the YouTube channel and everything, too. What do you think I, I populate the videos with? Everyone loves my whittling. <laughs> and you've heard her voice once or twice already. I have with me my lovely wife, Mrs. Melanie Derringer. Hi, I play Samantha Williams, and her fun fact, which I hope the DM doesn't fuck me over with, is uh, she is partially deaf in her right ear due to swimmer's ear. Oh, so you're saying if I have any monsters to sneak up on your right side, perfect. No. <clears throat> no, that's not what I'm saying at all. Hey guys, I also came with a fun fact. Are that you ready for? Me. Are you ready yeah, for my fun fact? That worries me a lot. That can be fun. Oh no, it's <laughs> going to be very fun because my fun fact is that we are on episode ten, and huh. this is the first episode where we have 
a guest with us. Isn't that right? Mrs. Shelby Hill. Shelby! What's up, idiots? You had no idea I was here. Oh, I just clipped so bad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Shelby. Hello. Or should I say, Elise Fitzgerald. Hello. My fun fact is Jordan didn't tell me to have a fun fact. My fun fact is I'm here. Welcome You're to welcome. the podcast. This is this is most weeks with to be information fair, we God gives us. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> we haven't introduced your character yet. And since you're going to be on for a few episodes, I will um, definitely let you know if we're doing a fun fact next time. Thank you. I'd like to be kept in the loop as I am obviously the most important one here. (laughs) Of course. Um, Shelby, if you would like to, before we get started, if you'd like to introduce yourself, uh, let people know where they can find you. I'll also give you time at the end to plug your show and all that as well. But if you would like to take the floor and introduce yourself quick, uh, be my guest. Uh, hi, I'm Shelby. Uh, nice to meet you all, your listeners. Um, I am Melanie's cousin, slash, we're basically sisters. Uh, yeah, we are. So, oh, I guess we're not related. Oh, yeah, I'm also Matt's cousin, I guess. <laughs> uh, do you want me to talk about my show now, or do you want me to wait? I mean, you could talk about it now if you want. You could talk about it at the end if you want. It does not matter to me whichever okay. you would prefer well i have had a podcast for two years now oh my goodness probably almost three years it's called folk and fantasy it's a dungeons and dragons podcast fifth edition podcast where we act like idiots and improvise stupid jokes and uh, if you're into that kind of thing you can find us on google podcast apple podcast uh simple cast is where we usually put our stuff out um you can also find us on spotify Facebook, Twitter, we're all over the place. It's folk with a little N and then fantasy. Poorly. And poorly. <laughs> poorly. <laughs> we play poorly. And we have really all listened to the fun. show. Uh, all of us here have listened to the show and we can all attest to how good it is. So, Except yes. Matt, an idiot. What? I listened to it. What the hell are you talking you about? Listen to like one episode. <laughs> I listened to some. I didn't abandon you. I'm just not caught up. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to listen. I wouldn't be offended if you didn't listen. Oh, I have. I just am not caught up. I'm genuinely I'm not caught up. You put me on the spot. Yes, you did. <laughs> You're welcome. So, uh, as Shelby said, her and Melanie are cousins and Matt. Yes, I know, Matt. But they're, I'm getting to Matt? the <laughs> I'm getting to the point of why Shelby and Melanie are important in this in this oh, Matt, oh. you just sit down <laughs> i already am sitting <laughs> perfect back away uh, from your mic mr matthew yeah you're clipping pretty hard what <clears throat> so melanie and shelby basically consider themselves sisters which works really well because we kind of consider folk and fantasy a big sister to our podcast so we have it was very fitting that you are our first guest on this show shelby so thank you very much for joining us thank you very much for having me i look forward to it i'm so excited you're here (laughs) you guys haven't published a lot at this point so i'm not quite sure what i'm getting into but uh, i enjoyed the first few episodes it's hell (laughs) oh god let's throw that out there we at the point of recording this we have published three episodes and Shelby is on, it is a guest on episode 10. <laughs> so we're really throwing her into the deep end here. 
Yeah, nothing really important <clears throat> happened yet. It's all good. No. Yeah, not at all. Not, not at, at all. all. So, I heard a rumor that someone passed out, so something's happened. Yeah, that'd be Ryan. Yeah. Uh, hello. <laughs> that being said, how about we get into a recap, guys? Go for it. All right. So in the last episode, you guys started off down in the basement of the movie theater face to face with Chris and Ashley, which was a shock, seeing as how to you guys, uh, as far as you knew, they were dead. And now they're standing right in front of you. So you guys uh, had just escaped the monster and were in the room with Ashley and Chris and you guys kind of caught up, you were talking, and all of a sudden, the monster decided, hey, even though I've never been in this room before, fuck all of you, I'm coming in. Which kind of spurred you guys into a one-on-one, up-the-dumbwaiter to get away from this thing. A lot was revealed there, which I cannot talk about because we did a lot of single scenes that you guys are unaware of. But a lot was revealed there as you guys were escaping the monster, The episode ended with Chris coming up the stairs and the monster not chasing you. After Ryan, using Chris's sidearm, put two bullets right in this thing's face, took out its eye, took out its cheek. You stood at the top of the stairs as you watched the monster stare from the bottom up at you guys and then turn and walk away. After a very detrimental sanity roll, on Ryan's part, you guys all took your sand damage and Ryan passed the fuck out. Luckily, he fell backwards into you guys. So you were able to catch him instead of him tumbling down the stairs into the den of the monster. That being said, Ryan also has a uh, a fun little thing that he has to try to roleplay as well. We will get to that whenever he decides to roleplay it. But as you guys catch Ryan and you hit the ground you hear the door to the movie theater open. And that is where we are now. So, Ryan, you are passed out. Yep. You are unconscious. I am going to start this part here by asking you to give me a constitution roll. Oh, I was not expecting that. I was expecting no headphones. Yeah, we'll see how this constitution roll goes. Uh, uh, constitution. That is a 73 on an 85. Okay, so we will call it a, like, a momentary uh, loss of consciousness. You hit the ground, but... No, 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 no. He doesn't hit the ground. We caught him. He's still gonna <laughs> hit the ground. He's no, just he's not, not gonna, gonna hit the, hit the ground. <laughs> We're gonna place him on the ground. Let's be real. We're not going to be like, oh, he passed out. Caught a drop. As you are gently set on the ground, Ryan, with a pillow under your head and a blanket found from who fucking knows where. <laughs> I brought it. Because apparently that's what fucking Samantha wants. <laughs> you, you come back to, and because you rolled a, well, you didn't roll, you crit failed, so I gave you seven sand damage, you... The first thing you think is water. I need water. You guys, you guys got water? Water? Oh god. Oh god. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. We got some in the pack here. Here, hold on, hold on. And I'll open a little bottle of water we got from 
the shop. Uh, Ryan takes it from him and just opens his mouth and then just dumps it all over his face and mouth. Okay. With that, you are able to feel a little bit better. You're able to get back to your feet. And you guys hear the door to the movie theater open. And as you turn around to see who it is walking through the door of the movie theater, I would like Shelby to describe what they see. One second. I'm so sorry. Through the doors of the movie theater, you see a 19-year-old woman. She's about 5'11 with red hair that reaches down to her butt. It's in a, a nice braid down her back. Um, she's wearing black Converse, jean shorts that cut off right above the knee, and a black and red flannel shirt that she has rolled up to her elbows. She has pale skin with lots of freckles and green eyes, and a baseball bat with a bunch of nails sticking out of it thrown over her shoulder. Oh, she looks like she's been here a while. All right. <laughs> Who the hell is her? <laughs> Arthur, what did you grammar? Sorry, sorry, it's this whole fucking place. It's good to me. Man, you accidentally had a whole new sentence there, bud. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to hold that goofy bat of... Arthur's that I took from him. You mean fantastic rock bat? You're welcome. You didn't even put the rock on top, man. It's kind of in the middle. You're welcome. Man, we're making a good impression here. I'm gonna go ahead and guess you know Charlie or Lance. Uh, yes, I do. And you would be? Uh, sorry. My name is Ned. Uh, I like your welcome I like home. Accent. I like your accent. It's nice. It's nice to hear someone from down home, too. I, I really appreciate oh my it. Gosh, but, uh, it's so comforting in these times, you know? Oh, my God. A little bit of home. All right. Uh, so I guy, there's two of them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you were saying? Uh, we met Charlie and Lance. They saved us from a couple of them grinners that we ran into. And uh, they gave us a key, and they told us to come here, and they were heading to something. Uh Sam, what was it the called? Nest. The Nest. That's it. Yeah, so they're who we were expecting to show up if anybody was going to. They didn't tell us nothing about you. Right. Um, I was at the Nest and uh, Lance and Charlotte came in and they, they sort of rescued me and gave me a key and told me to come here too. Wait, they, they didn't come back with? No. I want Ned and Samantha and Ryan and Arthur to give me a history check, please. Oh, shit. History better be good. I got a 97 on a 40. Okay, you don't remember shit. Fuck! About right. 85 on a 13. I got a 33 on a 40. I got a 13 on an 11. Oh, that's disappointing. So Arthur is the only one to remember this, but it's not anything I need you guys to take your headsets off for. Arthur, when they handed you the key, they told you that this was the spare and they only had the other one other key. I tell them that as well. I was like, oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't really know what happened to them exactly, but that area, it was just, it was crawling with monsters, and I don't really know how I made it out of there, and I'm I'm not sure how they fared either. So they didn't say when they're gonna be back? 
the only information I've been given <laughs> is that I have this key and I was supposed to come here. Oh my god, these two are so cryptic. Why are they grouping a bunch of random people in one place? Yeah, it's, it's totally Lance and Charlotte that are cryptic and not your god. <laughs> yes, 100%. Uh-huh. Blame it on the characters. God uh, is telling me conflicting information. <laughs> Charlotte? Not Charlotte. Oh, wow. Wrong, wrong, um... Yeah, you're not Charlotte anymore. Wrong You're game. Samantha. I'm Samantha. Uh, Samantha is gonna look over to Chris, and is he still looking downstairs, or is he paying attention to Shelby's character? He has turned around to uh, face Shelby's character and but he is still kind of every now and then glancing behind him to make sure that the monster is staying in the basement. She looks at Chris and goes have you met Charlotte and Lance? Uh no um like I like I told you guys downstairs Ashley and I just woke up in the storeroom downstairs all we have scene of this uh, this new realm as you call it is that storeroom this is the first time we've actually been out of there so I don't know who this Charlotte or Lance are um, she looks to the rest of the group do you guys think we should go after them maybe the nest has some answers that we don't that, that might find a way to get out of this place it seems like it's the only option we got. Wow. By the way, my name's... Whoa. <laughs> that was a wall of sound that I could not comprehend. <laughs> Go ahead, Shell. Um, by the way, my name's Elise. If, in case anyone was wondering, y- y'all are so nice and welcome in here in the movie theater. Um, I'm, I'm Elise. Real nice to meet y'all. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's another one of the southern people. Oh, no, now it's hitting me. <laughs> hey, that fits you real good. <laughs> uh, does Ned still have the the like little pieces of string? Uh, I don't have any more, but I mean, I can get another piece of string and I can make another. Forget me not. I have duct tape. Chris steps forward and he goes... Uh, sorry for the uh, the rudeness. Um, my name is Chris. Uh, Chris Brooks. This Wonderful over to meet here. You. It's great to meet you as well. Uh, this over here, and he points at a woman that looks a year or two younger than you, blonde, freckled, really pretty. He points at her, and he goes, uh, "This is this is my sister Ashley." Over here, we have Ned. Yeah. Howdy. At- how you doing? We have Ryan. Hi. And then he turns around and starts to keep trying to light his cigarette. Uh, we have Arthur. Hello. And we have Samantha. She kind of just gives like a small, a small wave. Hi, Samantha. Hi. So I want. You, oh, go ahead. Do y'all know what's going on here at all? We were actually hoping that you had something, to, anything to say about it. Because Ooh, we're shit out of luck then, because I have zero information. 
we have the exact amount of information you do. Cool, well, cool, cool. I have a question. Um, how did you get here? I walked from the nest. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's no. real suspicious. <laughs> not, not to the movie theater. How did you get in the in-between? So at this point, Shelby, I will let you uh, come up with some <laughs> with some background for your character. What was your character doing in the real world when the shockwave happened that brought you to the in-between? It was, was just like... for McDonald's. <laughs> it wasn't like a... Because I, like I said, I, I haven't listened to those episodes, so it's literally everyone Wow, was you doing, don't listen to our show? You have show not me. released <laughs> those episodes. How dare you? So, so people were just doing normal everyday things and they got transported here? Yes. Okay. Sure. Yeah. The, party was, uh, the party was with Ashley and she was doing a ritual in order to talk to her dead brother, Chris. Like we said, normal things. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. And when Chris came through, he broke Ashley's neck after sticking his thumb into her eye sockets, which sent off a shockwave that brought everybody into the in-between. A completely normal shockwave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, normal things. Well, it's the things that you would just call a normal Friday night. Yeah, you know when you break your little sister's neck. That, that's just a Friday. Can I ask what time of year it was? <laughs> it was... <laughs> You're funny. Halloween. Okay. Oh. Okay. Um, well, you know, every year on Halloween, my parents, uh, I grew up on a farm, and we set up a, a, a haunted hayride and a, a haunted barn for Halloween, so I, I was about to scare some kids, you know, dressed as a, a scary scarecrow or whatever I was dressed as, and I popped in here. Not quite sure how or why but yep that's what I was doing what about you guys what were you doing um uh, well you see she Ashley side eyed at Ashley I can say Ashley steps forward and she goes I uh I was I was trying to contact my my brother he uh he died in, in combat, and uh, we were very close. And now he's here, and I, I don't, I, I don't know why, but he's here, and now we're here, and this whole thing is my fault. Oh shit! You broke the world, girl. That's <laughs> like, I can't imagine having that on my resume. You know, that's a big one, uh, big whoopsie. But you know. I think we'll get through it. Uh, you know, we're a team now. I'm here. You're here. So maybe we can help each other out. I just, I'd like to get back to my haunted barn or whatever I was doing. It seems like you don't really want to go back. I don't understand why you feel that way. You seem, you seem rather, rather relaxed to be in this zone. I'm pretty convinced this is some sort of lucid dream. And I'm gonna wake up any moment, actually. So, oh, let me be the stark reality in your life. You're awake. Are Are you sure? Ryan is gonna walk up to her, just flicker in the arm. Ow! Fuck. I mean, that I can I can have pain in in a lucid dream, right? No. 
I would trust Arthur. He's um, kind of the I like weird shit expert. Apparently a really good whittler. Um, so. <laughs> Arthur pushes up his glasses like, <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah, he's a lot. Um, this is a lot to process. Um, all right. This is this is real shit. Okay. Okay, but uh, real talk, real quick. Um, we we need to get out of here. Right. Like not just the movie theater. Like this place altogether, because apparently we're all missing, and it's not even Halloween anymore. So. What year was it when you uh before you guys came in here? It was 2010, Halloween night. Okay, so that doesn't, doesn't help us because we still don't know if we're 2001, if we're 2019. We're like, an enigma. <laughs> <laughs> no, Arthur, you're an enigma. She's from about 10 to 12 years before you guys. Okay. How's the future? It's pretty shitty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it ends up like this. It does seem kind of shitty. Alright, that's it. Nailing it into the wall right now, 2019. You guys are 2019. You're before coronavirus, before all that shit. So you have no idea about that. 2019. And I'm really fucking hoping that uh, that that lines up because I said that Halloween was on a Friday. And if it doesn't, it's my fucking make-believe world. Halloween was on a Friday that year in my (laughs) make-believe world. I'm checking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what time of day is it? Or like how long have we been up since I guess the sun never really rises or sets here? So you guys have, yeah, it's a little more flavor for the world show. Um, the sky is always like a deep red, but it's always the aesthetic of nighttime. Okay. So just so you know, um, you guys have been in this world for about we'll say about six to seven hours um elise is gonna start looking around the movie theater and is it like uh, like yesterday people were in this theater or does it seem abandoned it seems like it could be open for business right now okay she grabs a pack of like licorice or something that she finds and rips it open starts eating some yeah totally i was gonna say you smell the smell of fresh popcorn the soda machines look like they're ready to work with no issues. Uh, the shelves are stocked with candy. It, it looks like this place could be open for business right now. So, yeah, you can totally grab a piece of candy and start eating. Oh, yeah. Can we say that I went and found another little piece of string? Yeah, totally. You might want to explain to her what the string is. <laughs> working on one right now. And I'm gonna. Ned's going to walk up to you and... All right, so uh, Lance and Charlotte, they were saying something about it's possible for something out here to like take over what you look like and pretend to be you, and we'll come up with a good code to have with you too, but right now all of us got one of these on, and I hand you a little piece of like twine string with a knot tied in on the side. Go ahead and stick this up under your shirt, like around your shoulder or something, so that if we all get separated, we want to make sure it's you. We just kind of pat you on the shoulder and we'll feel that knot. You want me to put this string under my shirt? Uh, I I got one too. (laughs) Sam looks at Elise and goes, 
Not you want like you want like me I'm to your take arm. this string. I'm saying tie it around your arm. Ned, that way, keep Ned, it hidden. Ned, just stop talking. <laughs> You're freaking her out. Uh, just go ahead and wrap it around like your wrist or your sh- upper shoulder. High school boys, I'm, t- I'm a riot. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, Elise, I would like yeah, I'll, you. Yeah, I'll put it on my shoulder. I just can y'all turn away for a sec while I just do that real quick. Of course. I I would like you, Shelby, to roll me a history check. I have no idea how to do that. What do I roll? Okay, like so a D- you're gonna D20? roll a nope a D one hundred. So you're going to roll your percentile dice. It's going to be the 2d10s, the one that has the singles and the one that has the double digits. 10%. Is that bad? Under 10. Under 10 on a d100? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I rolled a 23. Okay. You guys can continue the scene. Uh, 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 Okay. I hate that. I hate that. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's our daily lives currently with this. Uh, she ties the string to her shoulder. I'm gonna make my way over and get something to eat. I'm gonna grab some Whoppers and a Coke out of the soda machine. All right, so yeah, you are definitely able. Like I said before, you're able to find some candy. You're able to find uh, if you guys wanted to make some hot dogs, some pretzels. Um, I'm basically kind of picturing this movie theater like when I worked at the movie theater and I worked for a big movie company that will go unnamed but you could get like nachos you could get french fries you could get all that kind of stuff you just had to make it you you said you wanted whoppers and something else um yeah basically whatever you think you could get at yeah not the burgers the malted milk balls (laughs) delicious basically whatever kind of food you would want like that you would take your daughter to to go see a movie you would get food like any kind of food that you would want there you can find in this movie theater Um, y'all if if we're gonna go and do something we probably ought to sugar up a little bit we've been here for a while we need to have some energy arthur tries to grab a bunch of reese's pieces um guys guys remember we already have a bunch of like beef jerky and waters and all that from Arthur's parents' shop, so we can't be carrying too much, otherwise we're not going to be able to run from these monsters. Yeah, have you seen the movie E.T.? What if we run into an alien? I have the perfect counter. It's Reese's Pieces. I highly doubt we're running into aliens out here, Arthur. We don't know. We saw a walking fucking water tower. I mean, he's not wrong. Y'all saw a walking water tower? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Regardless, we need to get a move on. We need to go. We need to go find Charlotte and Lance because I have a feeling they're the key to getting out of here. I don't. I don't know if y'all want to go back to the nest. That thing was swarming. I. I don't know how I got out of there alive, but it was a miracle. I did. Have we explored everything in the movie theater? What? There's something here that can help us. If you want to go back to the basement, have fun. Yeah, I'm with Ryan on that. I'm not going back downstairs. No, but we got a lot of seats and we got a lot of different rooms up here. Uh, Charlotte and Lance said they had like a stockpile of stuff they've collected since they've been here. I think we ought to go ahead and explore up here for a little bit. Yeah, if they need our help, the least we could do is bring some of their weapons and food. Right. And she kind of just walks over and just stands by Chris with her arms folded, like, 
she wants to get out of here, but not sure how to go about it. I want you all to roll alertness for me. Fifty-two on a twenty-seven. Ooh. Fourteen on a sixty-seven. Thirty-one out of thirty-three. Forty-eight out of sixty-eight. Two out of twenty. Nice. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, Melanie. I should have told you not to roll alertness because you're the one okay. this is happening to. Okay, never mind. Um, Ignore me. You all see that Chris puts his arm around Samantha. In what way? Around her hip. Okay. Uh, she turns red. Uh, so can I ask how old you guys all are? So Sam is 18. Ned is 16. Ryan is 17. Arthur is also 17. Ashley is 18 and Chris is 20. Okay, cool. We're all young adults. Well, and I'm gonna go check out some of these rooms in the theater, y'all. Uh, anyone want to come with me? Take a I'll look around. Right. Um, I'll come with you. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'll I'll come with you, Ned, if you would like. All right. Hey, Sam, you gonna watch the doors? And I give her a wink and then turn to walk away. Um, she picks up some stray popcorn that's on the ground and throws it at the back of Ned's head. <laughs> <laughs> Must be a good arm to throw some popcorn across a room. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> It was one of them good ones, but it was like a half-pop seed. (laughs) I deserved that, but it was still funny. Okay, so let me get this straight. I have Ned, and I have Ashley, and I have Elise, and I have Arthur all leaving together? You are correct, sir. Okay, which means, Ryan, you're hanging back with Chris and Samantha. Awkward. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> I didn't get a chance to say it. Brian is going to uh, just wander off in a different direction than the group. <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> yes! Yes! Okay, perfect. Um, I'm going to roll a d6. And that's a six. We are going to... <laughs> I, I just want to say I love you all. We are going to resolve Brian first. Oh, no. Goodbye, everybody. Yay. So, I need Matt and Nick and Melanie and Shelby to all take off your headsets. Ryan, you walk away from the group. You see that Ned's group is kind of taking the uh, the one through nine wing. And you see that... Chris and Samantha are kind of having a lovey-dovey moment as kind of weird as that is for, you know, the current situation, but hey, love finds a way, right? Yep. Where is it that you would like to go? Uh, he's going to head off uh, towards the, like, back maintenance area, I'd assume. Like, where all the, uh, like, film equipment would be. Okay. Perfect. Because I'm a, from what I know of movie theaters, having not worked in one, a lot of that stuff is kept more upstairs because that's where like the projectors and stuff are. Yes, the projectors are all in like almost one big room. The uh, so you have in the movie theater, you have your lobby, you have your two wings. The up above you is basically one big hallway that has all the projectors into all the different theaters. 
yeah, he's going to go up there because he figures he can then watch the group if need be, because he assumes they're going to be checking out the different theaters. Okay, perfect. Um, is there anything up there that you're specifically looking for, or you're just kind of playing lookout? Uh, before we go too much further, I just want to say I'm only doing this because I literally rolled a dice and rolled a uh, perfect 100. So, okay, because I was trying to de- trying to decide something and uh, screwed myself. So, just wanted to get that out there. That's fair. Um, okay. Yeah. So Ryan is going up there and he's glancing around, but he's not really looking for anything. And he takes the cigarette out of his mouth that he hasn't actually lit. It just kind of stares at it and then takes out his pack, puts the cigarette back in, just kind of stares at it. And then his hand spasms and crushes it. And he just drops it to the ground. He just kind of stares, shudders, and just keeps moving further into the uh, projectors. Nice. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. So my question is, you said you want to kind of do lookout for the other group, right? You're kind of keeping an eye on them. Yes, he figured he would glance in like around the projectors into like all the theaters as he moved up just to see if he could see anything. Because okay. I believe I still have Chris's handgun. You do. You do indeed. So um, I am going to play a fun little game. Okay. So, basically, the way things are going to work is you are going to have theaters one through five on your left, six through nine on your right, where between where nine and ten are, because ten would start the other wing. This is a 16 theater uh, movie theater. Okay. So ten would start the other wing and it, it started off originally as a nine theater movie theater. And then as they added more, they added the other wing. So that's why there's less in the other wing. In the middle between nine and ten, it's basically just blank wall because that's where the concessions would be underneath you. And that's like basically where the lobby would be is between nine and ten. You are able to, at this point, control the lights. You could turn on the projector if you would like to. You could... You, you basically, when you look through the window where the projector is, which I will say is an open window. There's no glass, there's no plastic, there's nothing between you and the theater. Yeah. So when I bring back Ned's group, you can stay in with that because you will be able to hear and see them. Yeah. Yes, you will be able to see them. You will be able to communicate with them. I'm going to give you a heads up. Okay. There is something in one of these theaters. Okay. This is Breck talking. Can I uh, still mute myself and just listen in so that way they don't know I'm listening? Yeah, 100%. Okay, cool. Because they would not know that I could hear them. The only way that they would know is if they were able to see you through the window. So if you're standing far enough back or anything... That is, you know, 100% fine. They would have to, like, super... They would have to basically crit succeed on an alertness check in order to even know that you're there. Yeah, yeah, because Ryan wouldn't turn on any of the lights up in the projectors anyways. Right. And the house lights would basically be up, so there would really be no reason to look into the projector area. Yeah, 
So that works. Uh, yeah, Ryan is going to, after doing what he did, is going to just start checking through the different uh, windows, um, being really hesitant about it, like just kind of edging up to the side of the wall that has the opening and just kind of glancing around a little bit. Okay. I want you to give me an alertness check and a stealth check. Which would you like first? Um, give me alertness first. Okay. That is a 10 on a 67. Perfect. Okay. You are able to tell that in theater number nine, there is some movement. And as you are looking down in theater number nine, you see, I'm not sure what theater they're going to go into first, but you see that there is some movement in theater number nine and it's not them. What you see is what can only be described as one of the inside out men. So Arthur did open the page to that. Yes. And kind of showed it off. So I'd be able to tell right away. That's what it is, right? Absolutely. Okay. Now I am going to say that it does seem preoccupied with something in the theater. So I am going to let you roll your stealth at a plus 20, especially because you're not really making noise up there. So you, uh, you know what? Go ahead and give me stealth at a plus 30. All right. That is a 28 on a modified 83. Okay. So it does not see you, but there is one thing I want you to keep into you in consideration here. There is no glass in any of these windows. So if you make a noise to try to warn everybody else that there is something in theater nine, I will be rolling alertness on him. Okay. So I thought you were trying to imply I missed something and it was going to come stab me in the back. I got worried. Nope. Okay. Uh, No, trust me. These are, these are the kind of monsters that when they know something there, they're going to shriek. They're going to, they're going to be loud. You're going to know that it knows you're there. Okay. How big is this thing? It's like a normal sized person. Five, like the one that you're seeing right there, probably about five, eight, um, looks fairly muscular. Not like, you know, not like pro wrestler, bodybuilder, like that kind of thing, but definitely more of like an athletic build. But the thing that you notice is that like you saw in Arthur's book, it has no skin. It basically looks like the skin was all stripped off. On its fingers, where its fingers are, at the tip of its fingers, it has claws. And it has claws. When I say that there are claws, they're like foot-long claws. It also has claws on its feet. You did not really look at what Arthur showed you. Like, you didn't really read the passage. But in his cryptids book, it does say that they are very good at climbing walls. You also see that it has sharp teeth and it has no eyelids. So So it is constantly looking around. Can I see what it seems like it's preoccupied with in the room? It is behind the back of a chair. It looks like what it's preoccupied with is in one of the seats and from where you're at, you cannot see what it is. Okay. Is it doing anything that would give me a hint at all? Like, is it trying to pick something up? Is it just staring at it? It's like 
wildly clawing at the seats. So it's like attacking the seat? Yeah, it's attacking one certain area of the seats. And you see just the the padding, the stuffing of the seat just flying through the air as it's wildly clawing at this at something you can't see. But I will say this, with a 10 on your alertness, it does not look like you see any blood, any flesh, anything like that. Really, the only thing that you're seeing flying through the air is like the the stuffing, the padding of the seat. So it's just, it seems like it's just attacking the chair. Pretty much. From where you're at, from what you can see, yes. Yeah. Is it making any, like, big noise? Is it, like, screaming or anything like that? Or is it just, like, tearing into this chair silently? It, it's tearing into the chair, but at certain points you can hear, like, a... <laughs> I just have to say, that was really good and also scary. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I've been working a lot on my monster uh, my monster sound effects. I'm no it Matt shows. Mercer, but I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> I, yeah, that was good. Thank um, you. So it's not like, it's not being loud, but it is definitely making like exertion noises as it's clawing into the seat. Okay. Ryan is going to step back and move to one of the earlier theaters and pull out one of the candles out of his duffel bag and light it for whatever theater they end up going into first. Okay. So at that point, I will get um, Uh, the rest of the group in. One second. Mm -hmm. How far would it be from the window to the, like, floor of the theater? Because usually the the projectors are like the top of like the slopes, so it's not mm-hmm. usually as far. But I'm, right. how far would it be? So if you were to try to go through the window, or say something from the theater was going to try to get up to you, your window is only about three or four feet above the top of the uh, what would be the headrest of the topmost row. So we'll throw into we'll throw this as an example out there. Say Ned was trying to get into the room that you're at from where wherever he is. He would very easily be able to get into your room. Okay. And vice versa. If you were trying to get out of that room, it would not be you wouldn't take any damage falling if that's what you're asking. Okay. So it wouldn't be like I'd break a leg trying to jump out of the one of these windows. No, absolutely not. You could very easily just jump through and land on one of the seats. You'd you'd drop maybe four feet. Okay. Yeah, it wouldn't be much of a drop at all. Like, if you were standing on a seat and turned around, you could stare at the projector. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, All right. Yeah, then I will have to wait for them. Just to give you a heads up, uh, whenever they come into probably their second theater I'd assume I'd find them in because I can't having taken this long I went to found them in their first one um, unless they go into theater nine first true um, I'm hoping they're not that dumb but uh, <laughs> we'll see um, but yeah basically I'll catch them in like this second or third theater whatever they go into because we've taken a while um, he will light the candle and just kind of set it in the windowsill when they come okay. in hoping that they notice it 
Okay. Um, I will make them all roll an alertness check once they get into, yeah, their second or third uh, theater. Again, assuming that they don't go into nine first. Yeah. Okay. Let me get everyone else back in. How do you want to play this? Do you want to say that you're off and mute, but really be here? Do you just want to mute and be here? How do you want to play this? Uh, I was going to say off and mute. Um, and then if they ever notice the candle, uh, kind of come in then. Okay, perfect. Uh, and you don't have to pretend to like pull me in if you don't want. But uh, yeah, I just don't okay. want them to know they're, I'm there initially. Excellent. Okay, I will uh, get them back in here real quick then. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the mid-roll, and thank you, Shelby, for playing Elise. You are a wonderful character, and hopefully you don't go too insane. Please continue to use the hashtag LPPPod. Anything that you say under that moniker shall be shouted out in the mid-rolls. Can't wait to hear from you. I'm going to leave a link down below for the Folk and Fantasy podcast. Now, all of you, please stay safe out there in the in-between. Hello everybody, Nick here, bringing you our first sponsor, Dubby. Be better the jitterless energy blend. They are something very special. Dubby was formulated to give you focus and energy without the jitters or the crash at the end. Their formula contains a bunch of vitamins, a bunch of amino acids, and nootropics to help your mental health including their patented NeuroFactor technology, something that is proprietary to them. Dubby does not contain any calories, any sugar, has no maltodextrin, no fillers, and very importantly, no artificial colorings whatsoever. We haven't received our first box yet, but I'm going to tell you this right now. Dragonade, a dragon fruit, and pink strawberry lemonade? That sounds wonderful to me. Dubby is produced in the United States in an FDA-registered and inspected facility that adheres to the GMP guidelines. That means that when they get their ingredients in to make their product, it has to go out, get checked, get tested, and made sure that it is safe for human consumption. Again, this product is called Dubby. You can find them on their website, dubby.gg, D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G. Go ahead, head over there, check them out. Use our coupon code LPPPOD and you can go ahead and get yourself 10% off of your orders. Not just one order, but your orders. You can keep using that coupon code. It's going to stay active for a while. Thank you so much for listening and let's get you back to the show. So you guys decide to go down the hallway with theaters one through nine. I'm going to tell you this. You have theaters one through five on your left-hand side. You have six through nine on your right-hand side. The other hallway that you guys did not go down has 10 through 16. This is a theater with 16 theaters. So I am going to let you decide where you're going to go first. Basically, as you're walking down this hallway, you see theater one and theater nine. One is on your left. Nine is on your right. And basically, for those of us that live in the Rockford area, picture Showplace 16. Yep. I'm going to do my best to keep describing it for those of us, for those listeners that don't, but that is what I want you to picture. Alrighty. So you're going to see Theater 1 on your left, Theater 9 on your right. After 
uh, Theater 8, you're going to see a little mini concession bar. You're going to see bathrooms on the left. You're going to see posters for upcoming movies. All that kind of fun stuff. Do any of the doors to like the theaters look different from each other, or are they all relatively the same? This entire theater, from what you have seen, looks like it's open for business. But, but like, none of the doors look like one of them was where they, uh... Oh my goodness, I their names. Charlie? Lance, Lance and Charlotte? Yeah, Lance and Charlotte. Like, well, where, one where they might have been holding up? No. Well, I, I say we just kind of poke our head in all of them and see if we can't see anything. Uh, are the, like, main lights on, or are they dark, like you're actually going in to see a movie? No, all the house lights are on. Okay. Alright, I'm gonna go to the left and go to theater one. I'm gonna stick with you, man. I don't want one of us to run into one of them monsters. I got my broom spear. Elise, are you going to join them in theater one? Yeah, I'll just follow them. Okay, Ashley's gonna follow you guys as well. You guys walk into theater one, and basically, it looks like you guys are the first ones there to pick your seats for a movie. There is nothing in this theater. Nothing is playing on the screen. The house lights are up. There's nothing here. It's just an empty theater. All right. All right. We should get out of here. Yep. Next theater one. Number two. Yeah, I should repeat that action until we see something new. Yeah, that way we don't have to play out each and every empty room. Yeah. Okay. You guys go into theater two, absolutely empty. Do you guys want to check like the bathrooms and like halfway down the hallway is like what would be like the mini concession storage rooms? Like, do you guys want to check everything or are you just checking the theaters? I say we start with the theaters. Yeah. I'll yeah. probably poke my head over the counter of the concessions just as whenever we walk past it, but I'm not going to, like, try and go in there. Okay. Your, um, the concessions would be between theater seven and eight. So we got quite a few theaters to make it through first. Yes. All right. You guys get into theater three. I need everybody to roll me alertness. Hooray. 71 on a 27. 90 on a 33. 29 out of 20? Oh, you guys are so lucky. Ashley rolled a 10. So you guys walk into this theater. It is completely empty. But then you see Ashley turns around as you guys are going to leave and goes, um, guys, what's that? And she points up at the projector window, and you guys see a lit candle in the projector window. That looks like something we should go check out. Uh, Yeah, you ain't kidding. Uh, Anybody know how to get up there? Uh, So the way the theaters are is the projector window, if you were to look at like what would be the headrest of a seat, at the very top row, the projector window is only about three or four feet above that. So... As it sits, you guys could basically stand on the top row seats and see into the projector room. Isn't there some sort of, like, manager door that we could just get to, like, get to that room instead of scaling a wall? I mean, there is 100% that as well. I mean, if we just go 
bust the door in. If there is something else in here, they're going to see us. If one of us poke our head up over there, there's a chance that maybe we won't be seen if there is somebody in there. Well, now nah, I'm not poking my head in there. I'll do it. All right, I'll, I'll come up there, Witch, and you just tell us what you see. Okay, so, so Elise, you're going to, since you said you're going to, you're going to lead the way up the stairs, and you see, again, it's an empty theater. You're kind of side-eyeing every row as you're walking past them. You don't see anything there. You make it to the top row. You get to the middle of the top row. Stand on the seat, and again, you're like face-to-face with this lit candle. And on the other side in the projector room, you see Ryan looking back at you. Oh. Don't make a sound. And Ryan is going to slowly pull his fingers up to his lips and just say, meet me in the lobby. Don't let them talk. And then he's just going to put the candle (laughs) out. What's going on up there? Uh, She, uh, Elise puts a finger to her lips and looks at I don't remember your names. Arthur and Ryan? No, Ryan was in there. Arthur Arthur and Ned. Ned. And Ashley. And Ashley. And like kind of shoes them out of the theater. Ashley kind of does like a little as she puts her hand over her mouth. Yeah, Arthur shuts up. Uh, As soon as we get out the door, I'm going to in hushed tones. Hey, hey, what's going on? What did you see up there? You rushed us out pretty quick. I saw Ryan. I think that's his name, Ryan. Yeah, the other guy. Your friend. Was, yeah. Yeah, he said, "Don't make a sound and come out here." All right, all right. Uh, uh, so we just heading back. What? I don't. I think he said he'd meet us. I think that's what he said. All right. Yep. He told you guys to meet him in the lobby. Well, let's all go to the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I feel At like that point, Elise might be a little more concerned and would kind of look for the door to that area to like make sure he's actually coming out. Okay. Um, as you guys get to the lobby, you can definitely see the door that would lead upstairs to to the projector room and. I'm assuming they see you come out of it, Ryan? Yes. He comes out of it and immediately starts grabbing anything he can find that's heavy to gently and quietly place in front of the door. Okay. Hey, Ryan. Shut up. You're acting funny. And just holds the finger up to his lips. Ryan, carrots. Hummus. And Ryan uh, comes over to you guys and is like, okay, so uh, fuck the theaters. Uh, Theater 9 has one of those missing his skin claw guys that we talked about that uh, kind of uh, Chris so um, let's not go anywhere near that part of the fucking building and at that point I need you all take your headsets back off again Uh, go ahead Shelby what were you gonna say I was gonna ask if Melanie could hear that because I thought she was in the lobby but sorry yep I'm gonna do her scene and then you guys are gonna come back and she's going to hear that uh, when I'll bring you guys all back and yeah, she'll hear that part. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Bye-bye. So you see that Ned's group goes off towards uh, theater one through nine. 
Okay. They go into theater one. You see Ryan goes through a door, and as he's going through the door, you see he starts heading up a set of stairs. Okay. That is what you see. You are alone with Chris. And he does indeed. Because he does still have his arm around your waist. Um, okay. So Sam is bright red currently. Like it it uh the group didn't make a big fuss about it, which is what she was, you know, kind of hoping about. But she looks to why are you rolling dice? Continue. <laughs> he crit failed his alertness to see if you were bright red. Okay, so cool. <laughs> he still has his arm around your waist. But Sam will slowly look at him and kind of sidestep away because oh, she's. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, too soon. I, I'm. Ah, uh, idiot. God damn it. Um. Uh, no, I, that, I, that's fine. Uh, I just wasn't expecting it. Look, I've, uh. <laughs> I've never told Ashley this, but I've liked you for a long time, and uh, I always thought it was kind of, you know, that Ashley would find it kind of weird that I had a crush on, you know, my sister's friend, and uh, I, I'm I'm sorry. It's nothing to be sorry about. I mean, I've had a crush on you for a long time, too, so, I mean, I, I guess it was bound to happen. She's still extremely bright red. <laughs> at this point, he's looking at you and notices. I, I, uh, I'm... Oh, I didn't mean to embarrass you. God, I'm I'm so sorry. Um, no, it's fine. Um, oh, jeez. That aside, uh, do you think it was smart for them for all of us to split up? I I mean, we all have these these knots that Ned put on our arms, right? All we would have to do is check for those. Yeah, but something just feels off. I don't like this Elise girl. I'm hoping we can trust her. I'm worried that something happened to Charlie and Lance. And I know you don't know who they are, but I feel like we can trust them and that they're probably our only key out of here. So are you thinking we need to go to this nest place? Honestly, yeah. I I, I do think we need to go to this nest place. As much as it sounds horrible, but I feel like they're in some sort of trouble and need our help. Yeah, I, I, I get that. But if it's crawling with monsters like, uh, like this Elise person says it, that it is... This is going to sound stupid. This is going to sound childish, and I'm sorry. We just kind of admitted our feelings to each other. Yeah. I, I don't want to really see anything happen to you. I know. And I don't want anything to happen to you either, because I just found you. We've got to get out of here. And I'm hoping... That still throws me for a loop that you said I died. I don't... I, I, I mean, that's what the soldiers told us, is that you were dead. But you said you buried me. You said you saw my body. At this point, I don't know what I saw anymore. I'm hoping that you can come back with us if that was really your body or if that was one of those things that can mimic us. Yeah, yeah, me me too. I'll tell you that that inside out thing that I saw, that Sam the enemy's using some fucked up shit. I don't doubt that. <laughs> if it has anything to do with this place, then we're all screwed. Yeah, if it's in, I'm still getting used to this uh, this new realm thing. But if it's in, you know, the the real world, the our world, that means it's not isolated to this realm. That means these things are actually out there, Sam. Or there's some sort of riff or something. Maybe. I I don't know. Uh, Sam is going to 
turn from him and walk over to the door that Elise had come through. And does it have a does it have like a window? Is it like a normal movie theater where you can see out? Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, so she's gonna walk over to the window and kind of look out to see if there's anything like lurking or watching them or anything like that. Okay, go ahead and roll me an alertness check. Alertness. Ooh. Oh no. No, no, no. That was good. It was a... I thought it was double zeros for a second. (laughs) Like, all the way across the board. But no, it was a three on a 68. Okay, perfect. With a three, you are able to see that the lights are on in the parking lot. Okay. However, there are no cars. The parking lot is as barren as if you were to drive by the movie at movie theater at four o'clock in the morning. Okay. At the very edge of the light, you see a figure lurking. Like what kind? Like a humanoid figure or like a decrepit figure? Yes, a humanoid figure. Um... Chris? They're not moving. They're not coming towards you. They're just standing at the very edge of the light. Like, you almost have to think to yourself, like, do I really see that? Is is that someone out there? Like, that's kind of what you're thinking to yourself right now. Like, because you're just not certain. Uh, She raises a hand to see if it mimics her movements. It does not. And at that point, the door that Ryan came through opens up and Ryan comes back in as well as everybody else meets in the lobby. Sam, as you are looking out the window, like I said, the door that Ryan came through bursts open. Ryan comes out and you see the other group come in and meet Ryan and Ryan's like, shh, just, 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 just be quiet, just be quiet. And you turn around from the front door and that's what you see and Chris steps forward and he goes, um, hey, what you especially be quiet you already um you see all the color drain from chris's face as he immediately knows what you're talking about but he still asks what 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 um what what do you mean theater nine man with no skin fucked up looking claws everybody needs to be quiet And I think we need to find a new safe, and he does air quotes, place. Because I think we may have... I don't like that. The roll and then the ooh. As you guys are talking, you hear what sounds like nails on a chalkboard. And you hear from... inside out man kicks the door to theater nine open and steps out into the lobby with you and that's where we're gonna end this episode oh my fucking God. dick i'm gonna be honest the moment you introduced the inside out man i knew you were gonna pull that shit <laughs> <laughs> to be fair the oh the uh was because it crit succeeded on its alertness so it You lit the candle? Yeah? 
I can't talk. Those things are open. Fucking hear me. I had to get your attention quietly. <laughs> and I had a candle. <laughs> and I think maybe a flashlight. And a gun, but that's not, uh, you know. And a pocket knife. Quiet. You a pocket knife with your name on it. Seems like you had a lot of options that weren't candle. <laughs> so and what I would have do... gotten your attention? <laughs> yeah, what quietly would have got your attention? The candle. So I do need to ask Shelby, how was your first Delta Green episode? I'm very confused. <laughs> that's so normal. Welcome to Delta Green. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Delta Green. Um, as I said at the beginning of the episode, uh, Shelby is going to be here for basically this arc. So Awesome. I will need you for another couple episodes, Shelby. I appreciate your willingness to do it. Yes, sir. But that, like I said, is where we're going to end this episode. So at this time, oh, I am going to... Uh, basically give the floor back to Shelby let you plug your show again or whatever you want to do uh, okay uh, hey guys it's Shelby again uh, just wanted to remind you that I have a podcast called Folk and Fantasy Folk F-O-L-K-N Fantasy um, we're, a, we're a comedy Dungeons and Dragons podcast so it's a little different than this one so if you like foolishness and dick jokes come on over to our podcast and we'll show you a good time and uh, like, I like said, four episodes of Kevin James Taint. Well, no spoilers, Jordan. No spoilers. <laughs> oh, I'm not spoiling what four episodes, but <laughs> just be prepared to hear extensively about Kevin James Taint. It's an important taint. It has to be talked about. I don't understand what the problem is. It's important. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> All right, with that, we're cutting the episode. Everybody have a good night. <laughs> good night, everybody. Bye. 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 And we will see you guys in two weeks' time. Let's Play Pretend is Nick Barnett as Ned Dollarin, Breck Black as Ryan Winchester, Matt Check as Arthur Gooseberg, Melanie Derringer as Samantha Williams, and me, Jordan Derringer, as your DM, GM, keeper, handler, and host. Our guest for this episode is Shelby Hill, who you can find over on the Folk and Fantasy Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on our social medias in order to keep up with the show and stay in the know. And we will see you in two weeks' time. Let's fight